0: I'm back on the road. It's just one long rehearsal for opening iHeartRadio's Christmas Eve special. Let's be real for a sec. I was homeless, and now I'm making my debut on national TV. Thanks to you guys. You are the real deal, Gail Travers. If it doesn't happen, someone somewhere will give you the chance you deserve. So why can't it be me? Hey, hey, hey. Oh. are you okay are you okay i, I just killed a, a llama oh. it's an alpaca oh, he's alive and he's up welcome to harmony springs oklahoma i have to report to la by the 24th oh.
1: ah. what's so important in la
0: i heart radio
1: <laughs> fancy
0: how much is this gonna cost
1: 2600 bucks
0: show our new guest here some hospitality do you have a phone I could borrow? Has anyone in this town ever heard of a smartphone?
1: I know no use for fancy around here.
0: Clearly. I have to get a job while you fix the bus. When you're done, I'll have two grand and be on my way. So what do you got in a town like this? A middle school? You better start talking. Everyone, I'd like you to meet our new music teacher. Uh, I think you are all mistaken. Mm-hmm.
1: The performance for the Christmas gals in two weeks. You prep these kids,
0: and I'll cover the bus repairs. I have to write my very own song for iHeartRadio. And I'm having a hard time. Sometimes when things aren't working, you unplug for a bit. I haven't been this unplugged since I was eight. Tell you what, though. I let the unplug get a whole lot better. I do, too. Oh! Cause you. <laughs> Place your hands over your heart this is where you sing from not your head or your lungs your heart he's come up for air for the first time in years and the only thing that changed is you the world
1: needs to hear that voice of yours you can't do that from here
0: i always hoped that my singing would bring me to a home of my own
2: And welcome back to yet another Stocking Stuffer, where we are rounding the edge of the holiday season, but we are trying to cover all of our bases. So as you heard, this one, we are going to a different cable site. We're going to HBO Max. And when you go HBO Max, uh, you, you can't just wander into that on your own. It is a dangerous place. I need a team. So on today's episode, it is very special. I am not alone I don't have one guest. I have three guests, three incredibly special guest stars. And let me introduce them. First, from across state lines, I have New Jersey's own Liza Poor and Mike Palosik of DVD Deathmatch. Please say hello.
3: Hello! Hi. Hello. Thank you for having us. Yeah.
2: Thank you so much for putting yourselves through an hour and 50 minutes worth of Of a Christmas movie. Uh, Now, I did mention one other person. And there is one other person, not just on the line, but in the room next to me. Uh, Beside me, I have my partner in crime. uh, The person who has had to deal with uh, the, what would you call it? The um, debris of me watching all of these movies and taking furious notes and occasionally screaming and walking in and saying, What's wrong? and me saying, I gotta rewind this and you have to watch it. It is the one and only my love my husband, Brandon Whitehead.
1: Hello, everyone.
2: Oh. <laughs> you are you are a trooper, you are a soldier. Um this has been your eighth year of being with me, I think, when I've done these. Only
1: the second time that I have joined you on the podcast, yes, though. Yes, yes. So this is only the second time I've had to actually watch the entire movie.
2: Uh would you like to You're remind
1: do you watch a lot
3: of them or is it do you have well, to watch I mean, a lot I, of them Well, I mean, you know,
1: I filter in and out of the room as uh as my lovely wife is sure. watching them. Uh so it's hard not to, you know, absorb a little bit of it. Uh, if you were asking me uh what the last film was that I uh participated in on this podcast, I don't know the episode number, I'm sorry. I know me? some people who have podcasts like to tell everyone the episode number when they talk about something. Um I'm not suggesting that anyone on this podcast would do such a thing. Um but um, the la- the show was Christmas at Dollywood,
2: which sounds like watched. it would be amazing. Yeah,
1: it does sound like that, yeah. and it wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. It wasn't. <laughs> Dolly's at Dolly's in one scene.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, she course. doesn't sing.
1: She doesn't. She sing. doesn't sing. I don't even
2: think they play Dolly Parton music in the whole thing.
1: They play her doing mm. um, Hard Candy Christmas, and that's mm. the only Dolly song we get. Yeah, she's in one scene. The leads have no chemistry. No. It is. Sure. It was not the worst punishment of a career woman I've seen in these films.
2: It was up there. But it wasn't good. It was tier two, maybe. Um, It definitely (laughs) was probably the biggest test our marriage has ever undergone.
1: I would not agree (laughs) with that. Okay.
2: Oh. We're on different pages on what challenges. We're on current.
1: different pages.
3: Uh, so exactly what that is. We can talk like about that Dolly, later.
2: Though.
1: Right.
3: Exactly.
2: Yeah. Maybe it's, that maybe it's,
3: like could be a great movie. Christmas at Dollywood. Yeah. Like, could have you been. Think, Could have you been. Would think. And was He's not. It and I perked up, and then. Yeah.
2: No, no. 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 Perk. Right, perk. Right on back down. I'm perk right down, on back maybe. down.
0: If I'm you want, down.
2: if you want Dolly and Christmas, um, Netflix is Christmas on the Square Dolly, where which is a pure 100 percent musical with Christine Baranski. Uh, that is, I think that was two years ago. Um, it is rather bananas. It is everything you want and a career woman gets punished severely. So I highly recommend it, but it's singing the entire time. So there is, there is good, there's hope out in the world. Um, some marriages, uh, you know, survive podcasting like yours. Now tell us quickly about DVD Deathmatch. Uh, so basically during the pandemic we started a podcast just like everyone else
4: and uh what motivated us to do that is the fact that we have 1321 dvds which is far far too many far too many more dvds than anyone should ever have really um so the premise of our podcast is we pick two of them at random every week and we pit that we watch them we pit them against each other we chat about them and then we decide which one we can get rid of
3: i always say like in our 20s we didn't Like, do drugs or like uh, (laughs)
2: party, party,
3: or do a lot of traveling. Uh, we just spent money on DVDs. One day. <laughs> oh, yeah. like, we were like
2: You walked just, into yeah. a blockbuster, it was four for 20, right? Right,
3: exactly. You're like, yeah, I'll pick up Michael Clayton. and The and
2: unrated version of Michael, Michael Clayton. Two yeah.
3: And, you know, whatever it is. And bring so, it on
2: in it to win it?
3: Right, bring it on in it to win it. Yeah. Four and bring it on movies be- on one on
2: DVD? CD. What? Right, <laughs> right, exactly.
3: So, like, that's what we did with our money. Very cool. You know, in that period where you're like, I have to build my library, <laughs> um, and so we just have mm-hmm. so many DVDs. And it is the time of maybe culling some physical media, but also bringing some, you know, holding on to what you care about and all that stuff. So that's what our podcast is about. We pick two movies, we put them against each other, we talk about movies. It's very fun. It's
2: it is it's... a delight. Uh, we are both listeners and we enjoy oh, it dearly. Even guests yes. on episode have guess. I
3: won't have the episode number in front of me, but I could. Yes. Uh-huh. I
2: mean, you're fired. I...
3: So, I, you have guests. We talked about Halloween, the Rob Zombie version and the uh, remake and the
2: remake of, of, of Night run Elm Street. I am Nightmare I,
3: Nightmare I, Nightmare I
2: swear Nightmare. I do like you guys. I really do. <laughs> and yet, I just keep arranging podcasts that subject uh, both of yeah. you and, and my husband as well um to maybe less than ideal circumstances or maybe not.
3: Uh, yeah, you let, how you felt about holiday harmony. I yet. do not
2: know how you felt Expect about holiday harmony. Put-
3: oof,
2: or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's well. let's see, because maybe you're going to add that DVD to your collection, and then you'll have to do another episode on it down the line, right? Exactly. So before we dive into Holiday Harmony, I would just like a little background on where you two stand on... Kind of... Now, Holiday Harmony is a little bit... It, it is a pure Cozy Cardigan Christmas movie, but it's a little bit outside the realm because it's HBO, it's got a budget, it's got lighting, as you mentioned. Um, but the whole idea of that, the Hallmark movies, the Lifetime movies, in general, what is your experience with these? I have strangely very little experience mm-hmm. with that. Because I... Like, it just never... Uh
4: they never really hit with me. I don't sure. know. I love like I love the concept of them. <laughs> like I find it very interesting this kind of like how quickly can we pump out this holiday film in the middle of July and mm-hmm. like force these actors to just dance on the edge of heat stroke and like And by, but wearing scarves. Right, exactly. Yep. And 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 how how many ridiculous like I love I love the trend on TikTok where people like every, you do the thing where they're like every you know Hallmark Christmas movie, and they talk about all the stereotypes. I yep. love that, but I have not seen many. Although I did watch the Netflix Lindsay Lohan one.
2: Okay, for Christmas, it,
4: I did it without
2: was, me. It was delightful. <laughs> <laughs> and now your marriage faces its biggest challenge.
3: <laughs> <marriage. laughs>
4: but uh, but I feel like I should watch more because they really seem like up my alley. Like I love terrible things.
3: <laughs> so- you love. Cameron, Candace Burr, or whatever Ooh, her No, she's, right. a not yeah, she's yeah, yeah. I don't know.
2: We do you? not uh, support that for her, I, in, her in this better. house.
3: <laughs> um, I don't have any experience with them. The fact that you said this one has a budget is hilarious to me.
2: Um, <laughs> it should be terrifying to you, but it absolutely is true. Oh, believe me.
3: Believe right, me. Of them, this is one of the higher production value mm-hmm. ones, is what I'm saying. Cool, cool. <laughs> <Okay>. <laughs> I don't have a ton of experience with them. Um, no, I don't think I've ever. I Like, I I have the same thing where I know of them. Right. I know that we're Chabert. Oh, yeah. And mm-hmm. she's a career woman. And she goes to her hometown. And there's, like, the Gingerbread Festival or whatever it is. Pretty much. And there's the mayor. And, you know, like, I know all that. But I, I've never I've really ever sat down and watched one. This is the closest I've got,
2: And this is an interesting one, then, as you sort of ease into the genre. Yeah. Because it is... So the movie starts, and after... First we see that it's an hour 50 minutes, and I was about to scream.
3: I Literally, that was the first thing I said. I was like, hour 50? No,
2: no <laughs> that is a crime. That right. That is 100% illegal. I don't know how they... <laughs> this is not going to last any... HBO Max is going to pull this tomorrow with the, what they're doing now. Because right. they they have broken law of cozy cardigan. Christmas. You <laughs> cannot do that.
3: So was that. God, man,
0: it's
2: <laughs> I tell you, then the movie starts. And we're watching it. And, like, again, there's a lighting. There's music that isn't pure public domain. There is, sure. like, an Instagram filter look to the whole thing. It and really I kind cuts. of start, like, oh, no. Kind of start, like... Um, you know, shaking my hand a little bit, thinking, "Fuck, did I pick a real movie?" Yeah,
3: <laughs> it almost fools you.
2: It does, and it gets. I mean, maybe we were what, like twenty minutes in when finally we're like, "Oh no, okay, okay, we're good, we're good. It's just a stupid Christmas right. movie. We're okay, we're okay." But I was, I was concerned. Um, now having said that, it's also like two other movies. Um, now th- there's probably like many other movies, but were there two distinct movies? Both of them, which you haven't seen, but one of which you know of, uh, one let's say was a big awards winner at uh, Oscar ceremony a couple of years ago, and was the other it one. Nomadland. Okay, this movie is Nomadland as a Christmas movie.
3: Yes. Plus. Wrote... Yes, Nomadland. It's I on my. Favorite... <laughs> yes. I wrote it down. Damn straight. I, it's, it's like it's like cute Nomadland. Exactly what yeah. you said.
2: With a dose of. A movie Doc from the Hollywood, Ur-
3: School of Rock. The, yes, the, the,
2: yeah, it is School yeah. of Rock Nomad Land swathed in a plastic snowball.
3: Right. <laughs> I also wrote down Doc Hollywood, but I don't know if that's oh. that, that, that. I don't know if anybody has ever th- has, has thought about the movie Doc Hollywood in thirty years. So I
1: saw <laughs> Doc Hollywood in the theater on my first ever date.
2: Oh, Oh!
1: Not-
3: yeah, oh.
0: Yeah.
2: So how much of the movie did you see, if you you catch my drift?
3: (laughs) The whole thing.
2: (laughs) (laughs) So, Uh, Holiday Harmony. The,
3: the, the, like, Instagram filter version, Mason Jar filter version of Nomadland is very apt. That's a very good option. Completely.
2: Uh, This is directed by Sean Paul Piccinino. How do you say that name? It's a very Italian name with a lot of syllables
0: uh he was
2: a stuntman turned director so that's interesting and it kind of makes you wonder why there aren't more stunts because that could have been fun (laughs) Uh, one of the writers is uh we will talk about shortly because she is in the movie as well uh and if we were to walk through the plot um liza mike can you kind of walk us through a little bit of what you thought this movie was about you got our lead character gail tell me about gail Gail.
4: Gail Travers. Literally no one is named Gail, but she, right. apparently this woman is. Uh, and she is a singer, but not a songwriter because she's got some some trauma, you guys. It's like the reverse of Coyote Ugly that way, right? Yes, yes. Mm-hmm. Um, and she's trying to make it big um, and she lives in her beat up van and she...
3: Hashtag van life. Hashtag, hashtag van, van
4: life. life. Yes, and she... Um, is all up on the socials, you know, big city girl with her phone, and then
3: she's, she's an unhoused person slash influencer, yes slash
4: songwriter,
3: <laughs> yeah, yes. thing that we all know. Yes, sorry.
4: Um, and she, uh, she her big shot happens to happen. She gets to be in the. I can't remember what was the company. They I never heard radio. they never said it, so I, I <laughs> forgetting. Yeah,
3: I, was it Pepsi? Uh...
4: Was it- no, WKRP. yeah, iHeartRadio, which they say about a thousand mm-hmm. times.
3: Right. Um, so and she goes like, iHeartRadio, the biggest company that we all love. Like, <laughs> like, and I get it. They they do control a lot of radio stations. Like, they are a big company. But like, it was so overt. It was a lot. Yeah.
4: Um And uh, so she's driving across the country to get to her big iHeartRadio gig, and uh oh, she almost hits an alpaca. As you and, do. Uh, In the small town of Holiday, no Harmony Springs. I was like, "What's called (laughs) Harmony Springs, Oklahoma, where no one has a Southern accent,
2: and (laughs) one or two people might if they choose to."
4: (laughs) And uh, you know, she she learns to love. She learns
3: to love. Right, because she meets. uh, Take it away. Yeah. She uh, the alpaca belongs to Brooke Shields, um, who plays a woman named Van.
2: Yes, which is owns, very confusing.
3: Right, yes. who owns a van repair shop, a car repair shop. Her <laughs> van's son is... Peter Pan. Peter Pan, Peter Pan. Pan. Jeremy yep. Sumpter. yep, Jeremy Sumter, all grown up. <laughs> and he's like like perpetually, uh, five o'clock shadow, perpetually mm-hmm. top button undone on his flannel shirt. He's a mechanic. He's got... Uh, very clean hands prompt. for a mechanic,
2: but yeah. Very yeah. yeah. what? Uh, clean hands yeah. for a mechanic.
3: Yeah, yeah, very very clean boy, I would say. <laughs> <laughs> And, uh, he, um, uh, the, yeah, the, she falls in love with him, he falls in love with her, then she also, like, this is what you were saying earlier, also gets hired to teach the, at the school, <laughs> and then there's a bunch of, uh, kind of misfit kids that she whips into shape to do the big festival, the big, what is it, like, I the- Gala world. of was, some kind? Yeah, Gala, they kept
2: calling it a Gala, and I was yeah. like, what? But it was also a competition? <laughs> Yeah, it was but, also Glee meets School it, of Rock. It,
3: it didn't, like it was just extremely uh, wonderful and Christmassy. And, um, <laughs> was it though? Okay. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll get, get into, into that. that. Oh, right. Oh,
2: don't worry, we'll talk about that.
3: <laughs> but and then so the, and then they, they kind of have some misunderstandings. They delve into each other's trauma because they both have trauma, and then they fall in love and everything's yeah. fine. And she <laughs> oh and then she kind of um, uh, leaves Harmony to go to the iHeartRadio Festival where she learns that Hollywood is bad and yes. having a career is bad. Yeah. Well, they want
2: to straighten her hair, which,
3: right. come on. Yeah. It, it's a bad wig. It's a bad wig. It bad.
2: upset me, actually. Yeah. It very much upset me.
3: I said to you, I was like, how much of this is she going to spend in this wig? Because it's, like, <laughs> it's, 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 it's not just like bad in the way it's supposed to be bad. It's also like tough to look at because <laughs> it just like looks like a bad wig. Um, and then, and then she uh, eventually comes back to Harmony because that's where authenticity lives. That's and, where that's
2: where her home is. Her yeah. home, yeah. And then yeah. I think your favorite part was uh, the ha- the happier part of that ending, right? Because she she doesn't just to come back to Harmony in order to teach the kids, although she gets to do that. She mm-hmm. also still gets some kind of contract.
1: Well, oh, because yeah. they secretly oh, yeah. they secretly film her singing at the gala which yes. live streams on iHeartRadio. Right. And we don't watch really... And millions of people watch it.
2: Obviously. Right. Um, Sweet.
1: And apparently that gets her a top 40 hit. But right. we, that's really all we find out, though, because we just see that framed and hanging on the wall. At but, the N- at well, the we get show. a
2: one year later, and it looks as though, my interpretation was, she is living in harmony with Peter Pan, and right. she is teaching, but she also has a recording studio and is recording in Harmony. Do you right. get that? Didn't like she had like a it looked like a studio, didn't it? Yeah. She did, yeah.
1: but I mean I didn't get they didn't talk about her still having a music career.
3: Oh, wow. In the Dead the Brothers room, yes, the, in the, the Dead, Dead Brothers, r- yeah. In the Brothers Dead Brothers, Brothers
4: old studio. Right. So she's right. like, yeah.
2: yeah. Like a studio, right? I can yeah. I can yeah. perform from here and never have to leave this town that because it's kind of like, it's like that book Hex read, where, like, you really can't leave the town. That's another thing about a lot of these movies is, um, you know, the towns that hold you there and, like, as if it's a good thing. Because you never want to leave. It's great. But, of right, course, there's exactly. also something deeply disturbing about never leaving the town. So right. I figured she, like, she physically can't leave that town after she spends a certain amount <clears throat> of time there. That's what I mean. <laughs> but then she's happy, you know. It's all good. Yeah. Christmas.
3: Yeah, the Truman Show or something. Totally. So. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah,
2: yeah, Um. So...
3: Oh no, no, go, go, go. Oh no,
2: go. I was gonna say what well, we can use this to kind of lead into the tropes of these holiday movies. And the first thing we typically have, most of the time it's a female and it's our lead in need of a lesson. Yes. Uh so Gail Travers, we know her name because the movie says it only like they, they do that thing where it's Gail Travers, Gail Travers, Gail Travers yeah. for most of the time anybody says her name. Um now this uh Annalise Saparo Saparo. Yeah. Uh not somebody I was familiar with, but I guess she was in West Side story. Um, yeah. definitely a singer. Yeah. Um, so mm-hmm. she sounds great. Like her voice yeah. is great. Oh yeah. yeah. Clearly a singer. Um, yeah. very pretty. What did you think of Gail as a character? Did Did she have a lesson she needed to learn? Did she learn that lesson? Can I address that? Please.
1: <laughs> um, this is something that, that really struck me is because I know that I've listened to enough of your shows that I know that you always talk about the lead to need of a lesson. I actually did not feel that Gail had any lesson she needed to learn. Mm-hmm. From the beginning, Gail seemed to me to to know her own mind, as my mother would say. Um, she seemed to know exactly what she wanted out of life uh, and exactly what she wanted to get and how she was going to get it. And I didn't really see much need for a lesson to be learned there. She didn't seem miserable or unhappy. Uh, but, of course, she didn't have a scruffy man to date. So.
3: <laughs> Yeah, she seemed like she had it pretty figured out.
4: Right, exactly. And and I think it's uh, you know, strangely mildly problematic to be like, <laughs> oh, here's this here's this girl and she you know, <laughs> her trauma is that she's a foster kid mm-hmm. and she's never really found home. So I guess you could sort of say that the lesson she could learn is like to find a home, but like she was doing fine and and chasing her dreams, and it's a weird uh, moral or lesson to put on the end of this this movie to be like, well, don't chase your dreams. Just like find a cute boy in a small town. Don't
2: chase them know. all the way to California.
3: Right. Like, you can right. chase them, that, but
2: like right. at some point, stop. Right. Yeah. Yeah. right.
3: Because it's... you're still gonna get them anyway. Right. She so she gets everything. Everything. Give up anything.
4: Right. Yeah. But she also doesn't spend any. It's not like she spends any time like. Maybe I can have it all. Like, it's not like a thing where it's like, oh, I figured out how to have everything and like not dedicate my entire life to like social media and this career, but have everything. Like, we don't explore that either. It's a weird, it's a weird, it's a weird one. Yeah. There's a version
2: of this movie, like if it wasn't this kind of movie, where maybe it is about her deciding, wait, I don't want to be famous. I I like, I like music. I like performing. I'm just as happy to perform in a bar and get right. tips as that's I would be. But like, but to me, and maybe I, maybe we met, re- I mean, we read the ending differently. I took it as the fact that that song still goes viral, um, that no, 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 she gets everything that she gets, you know, jet flown back to Oklahoma, but her song is streamed. It's a huge hit. Like, Oh yeah. no, 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 But it, cause she could have then just said, that's nice, but I'm not that Gail. I'm miss miss Travers, the right. music teacher yeah, Gail. Yeah, yeah. So I don't know, now is there like a plot thread dangling? Now do I not know how this movie ended?
3: Yeah. Right? I, I think it's, I think it felt very, that ending felt very like, oh, and it all worked out. And you're like, <laughs> like the the fact that she's still teaching in the town and that there was just a framed photo or a poster on the wall that said top 40 hit or whatever, which is like, like how, you couldn't. I, I've never heard of a, who's a school teacher. Like, Lady Gaga isn't also teaching. Right? <laughs>
2: or like, is she? How do you know she spends right, her exactly. afternoons?
3: Right, Or, like, wait, let me think of someone who's more current than Lady Gaga. Normani. Is that someone? I mean, no. Do- Doja Cat?
2: Okay.
3: Okay.
2: She- <laughs>
1: You're just making things
3: up now. So <laughs> <laughs> remember it. that
2: was a Jeopardy answer the other day.
3: She's thank you. There we go. You're welcome. Um, I'm very old. Um, so, yeah, I think, like, it... it it just felt all tossed in, like oh, yeah. she had to get it all. Yep. Yeah. And it, it's it felt like they wanted to make a movie where she learned a lesson about how Hollywood is bad and small towns are great, but then she still got it all. But not everyone in in Hollywood is bad. The iHeartRadio hosts are delightful. They're wonderful. They're wonderful yes. people. They really They're are not wonderful bad people.
2: Because definitely the the villains didn't work directly for iHeartRadio. Like they were brought in. I'm sure. No, the Contractors. Yeah, yeah exactly, they were 10.99.
3: Definitely. like, yeah. all the way. Yeah. yeah.
2: Yeah. Um, so now number two kind of uh, plays with both of those because we have our setting, which is usually either a big bad city, a charming small town, or a magical winter wonderland. And here we get a taste of two of the three, do we not?
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. We get we definitely get a bad city and charming small town kind of mm-hmm. juxtaposed. I was hoping for a little bit more magic winter wonderland personally, no but winter. not this not time. In, not like, in this California one.
3: California in May.
4: Yeah.
1: <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Um, I would kind of like to address a couple of things about that. Um, one of which is the. I actually wrote down at I'm one point. I'm laughing at notes. I wrote down at one point: is it cold or not? <laughs> yes, yes. Because yes. I mean, I am I am used to these films where clearly it is July in Atlanta, and they're pre- only pretending to be cold. But in this film, there were people in the same same scene who did not seem to be in the same climate. Like yeah. they there were a couple of lines about her being cold, or it's cold tonight. Uh, they even played a song that said it's cold outside, and I said no, it's not.
2: <laughs> because <laughs> why is Brooke Shields' husband wearing yeah, a Hawaiian tee? Yeah, because
1: Brooke Shields yeah. and, Mag- and Magnum D A D, her husband, are <laughs> sitting there outside of their trailer. The trailer, which is never explained, by the way.
2: Well, they're is, building. He's, building, he's building, building them a house. Yes, but why
1: do they live in a trailer?
2: Because he's building them a house.
1: Because <laughs> he's
3: building them a house, yeah. so they live and in a trailer. See where Peter Pan makes some pancakes. <laughs> I, pancakes. Oh my god. Uh, was like I was like. <laughs> I was, wait, I was like,
1: wait, they also live in a, tra- like, I was, anyway. Yeah, I, um. yeah, so I was, I was a little puzzled by the fact that even in the same scene, people didn't seem to be in the same climate. Um, I also actually started a list that I thought was going to get longer, um, and I headed the list, things that aren't possible in 2022, even in small towns. <laughs> uh, the first is no cell phone store. Okay, right. I grant you, you would not have, probably wouldn't have every carrier, But you're going to have a place you can buy a cell phone.
2: Not in Harmony Springs? Uh,
1: But apparently not in this town. Uh, There is no such thing as a fill in sheriff. (laughs) Sheriff is an elected position.
3: Right. You might
1: hire deputies, but no, you can't fill in a sheriff. Uh, You cannot simply walk into a school as a stranger and walk around.
4: Right,
2: uh, and, right. And, and, and teach children you From, definitely uh, question, do that.
1: For the job. Right. Uh, or be hired with no interview
2: right. um
1: right. no background check
2: Well like nothing. she was on Instagram all the time
3: it's pretty easy to no, do like a background no, check no on her experience for that. Right. no
2: nothing yeah that was actually where that
1: list ended or maybe i just gave up But um,
3: <laughs> she's the lady in the van who sings pretty what more background do you need What more background yeah, do you like
1: need She has like
2: 30,000 followers Come to on. leave right. alone
1: in a room with our children
4: Right the last time with yeah, those kids I Worked with kids in a school setting. I granted it was not in a small town, but this was, you know, a decade ago, and I had to get like FBI clearance. So,
2: (laughs) I mean, we'll we'll get to it when we talk about the cloying children, but like, do you think anybody cares if somebody kidnaps these kids? True. Right, right. come on. Yeah. (laughs) All right. So now, number three is our bland love interest, which is usually, depending on the type of lead we have, is either going to be a poor little rich boy who needs to learn a lesson or. Now, here's a twist on it. Usually, it's a widowed dad who does some kind of job working with his hands. Now, uh, Peter Pan um, is not a widowed dad, but he is a widowed brother.
3: brother, He's a brother widow. He's brother widow. Oh, Oh, yeah.
2: He's a Brito. Uh, (laughs) And a mechanic. And also a standard sheriff and a music teacher.
4: And a a person capable of building an entire house.
2: And a house builder. by By himself. Yeah. Yes. (laughs) <laughs> um so now this was and jeremy sumter
3: makes, makes his skin crawl
2: oh my god i wrote <laughs> that line down too yes yes
3: like just a mention of a city yeah like, oh, i don't Give like some it. Hives,
2: it gives him hives
3: crawl. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, how small town this guy is yep, yep
2: um so what What were your your thoughts on him is he an eligible bachelor do you think uh if you were trapped in this town would you have made eyes on him i mean listen
4: as someone whose life was changed by Peter Pan, obviously if I saw <laughs> him in a small town, I would be charmed. Mm. But the character is pretty boring.
3: <laughs> right, the, the character's not, not anything. No, that actor, like, sure, like, he was fine. He was fine in this. He was fine. There were those two lead actors. I would say were better than the material. Mm-hmm. Yeah, even though they were not like. I don't know. They were fine. Yeah. They were fine. Yeah. 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 Um, he was also on Friday Night Lights. He
2: was. He was a dick on Friday yeah. Night Lights. Yeah. yeah, he was. J.D. Yeah. McCoy. Yeah.
3: I, 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 I was I, like, we, he came on the screen. I was like, oh, it's J.D. McCoy from Friday Night Lights. I was like, why do I remember that name? Like, <laughs> Friday why that... Night
2: Lights had great names. That's why. Yeah. Right? Right?
3: Yeah. yeah, I mean, all the yeah, it really did. Matt James, Williams, James, Tim, yeah. Tim Riggins. Like, you, oh you remember God,
2: their yeah. first, like, Gail Travers, right? You remember their first <laughs> and last names. That's how yeah, it
3: goes. That's good
2: writing right there.
3: Buddy Garrity. Buddy Garrity. I'm just going to keep saying names. Yeah, yeah. Oh, Lila Garrity. All right.
2: Uh, number four is the montage. Now, here's the thing about montages, is that usually a lot of these kinds of movies use them... Because they're, you know, as the song in Team America says, it's an easy way to show passage of time and it's a good way to fill up time. A lot of these movies are straining to make the 90 minute mark. Uh, Now, this one was not, and yet we still have like seven montages.
4: Truly. Truly. And not one... I, what's funny is that I know there were a bunch of montages. I can't think of a single one. So they weren't good. No, no, <laughs> and they, they didn't involve
2: it. Christmas songs, which is right, what you yes. usually do in these kind of movies. But Mm-hmm. Yeah.
4: Yeah. I was yeah. very... I was very... I thought... This whole movie, I was like, are you going to have... Are you gonna have Christmas in, in a Christmas movie?
2: Yeah. <laughs> and it feels like... And this is what um, I had said about Falling for Christmas. Is the problem with Christmas movies that are made with a budget is, like, they have this need to show off, mm. uh, and one of the ways they do that is they have, like, real songs in their movies, yeah, as opposed yeah. to the stock, like, public domain bargain basket of tracks of, oh, look, here's a Silent Night, done polka style, great, use that one. Right. Here's a Silent Night, done acapella, okay, use that one. Instead, these movies are, like, Oh hey, we have the original recording of "Have Yourself a Merry Little Christmas." Can we play it? You know, like, <laughs> right. and I want to say like "fuck you" to these movies because it feels like it's like rubbing it in your face. And this yeah. one doesn't do it with like Christmas songs. It's just like music that clearly yeah, somebody wrote.
3: Like, uh, what's the band she's obsessed with? Everly. Everly. Is that I don't a know real that is. Is that is? I don't know. I don't know. It felt like a. It felt like iHeartRadio wanted to plug Everly. In this <laughs> one. Because yeah. they were there was all that stuff, but yeah it did the music didn't hit like it did feel very disconnected from Christmas yeah in like, a a yeah. way, yeah, and even uh, the
2: montages were her driving like you know cross country, which right. I really wanted them to have her drive by map, but they did not uh yeah. there was the like songwriting and teaching the kids, there's um like when she's actually doing the like, doing the recording, and we see all the different people that she's connected with watching. And then oh, the final yeah. montage that none of us seem to understand. So, <laughs> yeah.
3: Right. It was just like, okay, I guess everything worked out. I don't know. <laughs> sure. I don't know why or how. But it's a
2: positive it's... montage.
3: Yeah.
2: So now number five is the dead parents or dead wife. Um, a, a common trope in this movie. Now, I guess we give credit because we we don't know if we have dead parents. Right? She's a well, foster kid. Mean, yeah, foster But yeah, they foster system. Foster system know, so. yeah. The good is dead.
3: We have yeah. dead brother. This is very and true. We have we have guy who gave her the box who moved to Canada. Right, who so was her foster father? Right, which is was such a weirdly specific. What was the box? It was a her
4: tip, tip box, right? Yeah, her tip box. box. Yeah. And
0: Every tip time tip they said it, it, I was
4: like, "Is that a fair?" Her, her what box now?
3: Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, this TVPG, TVPG, they can go there. If she had a foster father who gave her a tip box. That she came, she loved him, but then he had a job opportunity and he moved to Canada. Uh, it's just weirdly, weirdly specific because <laughs>
1: apparently foster kids you can't take them out of the country.
3: Right. Um, so yeah. we all
1: learned something.
3: That's true. Right. I that's did true. learn that. I guess that's true. Yeah. Oh. But, but yeah, it was very. So that was that was kind of instead of a dead parent.
2: Right. But then we get a lot of dead brother talk.
3: So much yeah. dead. Yeah, so dead lots of dead brother. Yeah. Uh, and he was a music teacher, right? He was.
2: Well wasn't it I thought he was a musician. He was a musician who oh, was also the music teacher.
3: Right. Who also had seven jobs. Right. That's yeah. what
2: happens in this town. So basically Peter Pan is is like doing his brother in a girl form, right? Like it's very much like you oh, remind yeah? me so much of my brother. Think of
4: that. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. That's the kind yeah. of thing that my wife will come up I, with.
2: Yeah. I've read a lot of <laughs> his Anders. Like it's it's there. I can't help it. <laughs> now, number six is our sassy sidekick, which is often my favorite of the ten. Um, right. I think we have two. Uh, anybody yeah. have a favorite? Okay. I don't know if I have a favorite, although
4: I loved what the the woman from Harmony Springs was doing. I loved everything that she was... The she waitress? Was, yeah, yeah. Is she the waitress?
2: Um, yeah. Like Rachel? Yeah. And yes.
3: she was also the mom of the of twins. Of the twins, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
2: yeah. Carla of- Jimenez is that actress. Yeah. Uh, this is her second appearance this season on my show. She oh, was okay. also... The Sassy sidekick in a movie called Steppin' into the Holiday with Mario Lopez. Oh, nice. where she also played the kind of you know sassy, brassy woman who was mother to a child. Um, who I declared the most annoying child I'd ever seen in a movie, and that child was a dancer. In this case, she is child, she is mother to child rappers who we will get to, but. I am yeah. just fascinated now that this woman is going to keep following me everywhere and always have a terrible uh, She, was, she child. was making choices. She was making choices. Was. Big
4: choices. Big choices. Bless her. And I appreciate mm-hmm. that. The other one, the friend. Mm-hmm. Uh, Lila. I was like, we're watching the beginning of this movie and I was like, this Blonde girl wants to fuck her
1: friend so bad.
2: <laughs> oh yeah, that? did I not say that?
1: Oh yeah. No uh-huh. no argument here. Uh-huh. It was so obvious. That act that actress had an idea. She had yes. an idea. Okay.
4: Like you're so talented. Oh my god.
2: Let me no, set it up. You have to believe in yourself. You have to believe in yourself because yeah, I believe in you. That, like,
1: that, actress, yeah. Yeah, that actress made the decision. She made yeah. the decision.
2: Uh yeah.
1: that I want to have sex with her and that's how I'm going to play this role. Right. Yeah. Do you want
2: to know I, what else that actress did?
3: Write the movie. Yep.
2: Oh, damn.
3: She did. Uh huh. Lauren ah, so, Swickard,
2: a, one of the scre- credited screenwriters. So that's canon. It's, it's completely,
4: yeah, completely. Exactly. It. That's canon, baby. Yeah.
2: Yeah. 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 One hundred percent. Totally it. into it. I'm there for it. <laughs> <sighs> Let's see. Now number seven, which is exciting because we don't always get it. It's like a lot of these movies, especially this year, have gotten like really soft. So they've kind of moved away from having a a villain. Uh, Now, a villain is usually either an evil male boss or it is some kind of evil woman. Sometimes she's corporate. Sometimes she's the romantic rival. I don't know. Did you spot an evil woman in this movie?
3: Yeah, it was Scarlet, right? Yeah,
2: even her name. Her name was
3: evil. Right, (laughs) exactly. Even her name. She was just like, the whole, whole time, a sourpuss... Yeah. About and in the bar, like, where are you going? He's like, well, I gotta go. She needs somewhere to stay, and like all that stuff. It, I
4: mean, I love, I love a villain, and she was not, she was not villain Yeah, but, like, she yeah. could have been villainous.
2: You know what I mean? And like, and it's then she gonna... does a really dickish thing. Yeah.
0: That you're like,
2: oh, okay. So are you like, you really like, you're really mean? But then, right. just, like, if she's gonna be mean, like, have her gorilla de villain. You know. Right. right, exactly, and it's just like is yeah, she, she it, the whole the whole thing
4: is very like halfway there, and it's like we w- we're supposed to feel bad for her, like oh, I just always thought we'd end up together, and I was like, what? Because <laughs> she first shows up, and it's like halfway through the scene, you kind of understand that maybe mm-hmm. she has she likes this guy or thinks that this guy is her territory, but like I don't know, it just wasn't enough. Right,
3: and then she convinces Gail Travers to decorate the room that she's staying in yeah. it's like the brother's old room with a bunch of the brother's things so that then peter pan comes in and he's like he's upset he's upset mm-hmm. he, and he says why would you do this oh brother and, and then, for
4: some reason Gail doesn't say because scarlet told me to
3: right Yep. It was just one of those misunderstandings where, like, the people don't just say the thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Oh, yeah.
4: Yeah. Yeah. I just I just prefer my my movie evil women to be, like, Parent Trap, Lindsay Lohan Parent Trap yeah. levels. You know what I mean? I just want full-on, like... You want Campy. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Because like, yeah. yeah. they do, to, like, try to make, make her at some point a little sympathetic of, like... Because, I mean, the actress, I, I think, is kind of playing it very straight. Like, she's playing it as if, I really love this guy. And this woman showed up out of nowhere and clearly is, he is it has entranced him. Right. And I'm just sad over here because I really loved him. And here I'm bringing a pie to his mom because I really want to do it. Like It's really, it's like desperate and sad. And there's also like, look, did we see any other men in this town? And we know <laughs> you can't leave. So on one hand, <laughs> I kind of get it. Like, yeah, yeah, yeah put your stake right. in that territory because there's not much else there. Right. But yeah,
3: There's like the dead and uh, the kids... And then that's it. There's an, one mechanic. Exactly.
2: Yeah. You gotta wait for those kids to grow up, and I'm not confident about that. No, no,
0: no. no. Exactly, no.
4: All
2: right, so now number eight is slapstick, which is often an, an easy way to, you know, charm the audience in this movie. Not much of it, but there's a few moments. Anything uh, catch your fancy? Yeah, I
4: can't I remember.
2: I can't remember. I mean, I, other
4: than the, the, the sassy friend from the town who mm-hmm. was like, her kind of face was slapstick. Yes. But
3: yeah, uh, yeah. just... And the kids were a little slapsticky, but not like.
2: Yeah. I don't
3: know what what are we what are we not remembering?
2: No, I mean the only ones I clocked was like the fact that the whole plot instigates on uh, almost hitting a llama. Yeah. You
3: know? oh, yeah. yeah. Or an alpaca. An alpaca, alpaca sorry. I'm sorry.
2: Dead. An alpaca.
3: Yeah. 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 Who then they cut to her and and she like watches it get up again like because <laughs> it, it it plays dead. Yep. And then they cut to Gail Travers. Gail Travers.
1: Gail Travers. And,
3: they, and then she just does a reaction shot of watching it get up, and then they cut back, and the llama's up, because they were clearly like, look, it's going to be another 800 bucks to get this llama to sand. <laughs> so we're not spending the money.
4: But she she, like, but she, they cut to her looking at it getting up, and she's looking at a giraffe, and then the alpaca walks over to her, and it's the same height as she is. It's <laughs> real weird.
3: Yeah. <laughs> she does look all the way up.
4: She's like, uh... All right.
3: Right. <laughs> Mm-hmm. um but yeah that was that was that, that was also i think the moment where i was like oh i mean I, I i didn't have the same concern obviously that you had where you were like was this one of these bad movies that or was this a real movie <laughs> like, but the alpaca scene was definitely a part where i was like oh this is pretty bobo <laughs> is really,
0: like,
3: like they got an alpaca but they didn't really they, they didn't they really get an alpaca of, like yeah. an
0: hour.
2: It's also right where, like, we kind of thought we're like this could also go Texas Chainsaw Massacre really quickly at this point, yeah, right? Totally. Like, it's oh yeah, setup. the, the alpaca just likes to lure people into this town, like, right. uh huh, to do what with them? Yeah, same
3: setup, yeah, yeah. exactly.
2: Uh, let's see. Now, number nine is our sage old person. Hmm. Um, now there, there's,
3: there's, there's there's only sage iHeart Radio hosts in this movie. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>
2: like did you know who amy is amy brown a thing like i guess did did people know amy brown was a thing
3: you mean sissony and amy the two iHeart radio hosts that we love in this house no we did not (laughs) yeah
2: i don't know
1: who they are but clearly someone does because they were credit in the credits it was as
2: herself no it wasn't here's what's funny it wasn't as herself it was amy brown amy brown (laughs) you know how sometimes like they do herself in this case they did not which I found very weird. I mean, that
1: was
3: what I meant. I
2: so, know, but, but, but it's not what they meant. <laughs> okay. Right? Yeah, I mean, That's what I'm, I'm
3: saying. She, she's Amy Brown. She's playing Amy Brown. Mm-hmm. She plays a character every day when she goes to work. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's kind um, of interesting. I mean,
2: I would argue there's another sage elder in this movie. Yeah,
4: I, yeah my, I wrote down, oh, God, is this meant to be Brooke?
2: Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I guess so. Yeah, no. yeah. I mean, her skin is better than mine, and she's a good 20 years older, but still. Right,
1: right. I like yeah. to. I would like to say something about Brooke Shields in this film. Yeah. Um, I actually thought Brooke Shields did a good job with what she was given.
2: I'd agree. Yeah.
1: Um, this is something that I noticed about this film, pretty much from the beginning, was this is what? Well, it was I noticed you've got money. There is a budget behind this. It looks great. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. They were able to afford to hire a lead who can not only sing but can also play the guitar.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Um, and you got you got Brooke Shields, but what they did is they, they were they had enough money to hire actors and actresses who were good enough that they could take bad dialogue and not great scenes and not well fleshed out characters and make it almost watchable.
3: Yeah, totally, yeah. totally. It, it like the production value was enough to fool you into thinking is this a real movie? Yeah, in, en- yeah. in enough of the scenes, totally. Yeah. that's exactly right. That's exactly like the, like, the weird kind of uh uncanny valley feeling of watching it of being like this feels like all the pieces are there of yep. a movie and yet
0: and yet and yet <laughs> and yet, and yet.
3: Yes. Yeah.
1: i put my head in my hands a lot
3: <laughs> the one i remember we there was a part where we had to get food or so, or something and like had to go to the bathroom and paused it and then it was like I said to you, I was like, "How much of this movie do you think is left?"
2: Oh no! It's, Never do that. I more. Yeah. It's yeah. way more. It's yeah.
3: Over thirty minutes.
2: Yeah. Left. Yeah. We we did a we did it on two nights. Um, and Smart. it wasn't intended. We had planned to to do it all in one. And part of it was Lucas sitting down and realizing like an hour, fifty minutes. But right. also, I'm so glad we didn't do this in one sitting because I don't know that I could have made it. <laughs> it's, it's just not yeah. meant to be consumed that right. way it, sh- it should have been a, I don't know, a limited series Perhaps right. yeah. <laughs> Now, uh, let's see, number 10 is Santa Claus Which sadly we do not get any real Real Santa Claus what? magic what? in this movie. no
3: Christmas in your Christmas movie There's very no,
2: little Christmas <laughs> Well, but now that moves us into the bonus round And the first one is the music Which is usually, you know, kind of pulling All of the, uh, like, how many different versions Of Deck the Halls, Jingle Bells And Silent Night did they play and in this case, very few, because again, ooh, we have money. We're HBO. We can pay for music. We can pay right. for Feliz Navidad. That's not right. Wait, but right. then, but then, pay for like some more Christmas music, y'all. Like, yes. get right. some more yeah. up there. Yeah. Well, but that's the thing. So there is original music in this movie, right. and including like the big song that is the you know the top forty song. This is yeah, Christmas this, this or is Christmas. hashtag This is. Uh, Actually,
3: this is the
2: thing. Uh, no this does there's two things about the song that i think are, are very exciting to me one is it basically is the thing that um a lot of these movies a lot of the cheap movies when they do use original music there's like this bucket of cheap music that somebody a couple of songwriters must be told every couple of years oh hey if you write a song about christmas it's a really easy sell great yeah what does that have to be about i don't know christmas Candy canes, icicles, ice skating, reindeer, and that's right. usually what the songs are. It's just listing things about Christmas. This right. one basically does that. But do you know who one of the songwriters was? I Ooh. guarantee
1: you, you don't, because I didn't until she told me.
2: <laughs> okay, Ooh. I so you either know or you don't know about this um, very this Oscar-winning actress who a couple of years ago had surgery. And after her surgery, suddenly like could write was obsessed with music and couldn't stop hearing music in her head and became a songwriter. I think she was actually nominated I think one of her songs was nominated for either Golden Globe or Oscar a couple years ago. She has a famous husband. Uh fa- her famous ex husband even. She is very tall. Um, trying just, to give other I was just just wanna give it. clues. Just it's more say fun it. to have you guess.
1: Just say it. They're
3: Jennifer not gonna guess. Martin.
2: Just say. <laughs> say Would you what? say it like? Who'd
3: you Garner?
2: Co- no. Oh. <laughs> no, you are wrong about that. Okay. <laughs> okay. Uh, the One of the songwriters on Hashtag This Is is none other than Mrs. Ted Danson, Mary Steenburgen.
3: What? Really? Uh, you have
2: to look this up. I'll share the article with you. Yeah, she had surgery a couple of years ago and suddenly, like, had songs in her head and just became a songwriter.
3: Yeah, oh, my God. She's
2: oh. written, like, dozens of songs since then, including, like, a lot that have been in movies.
3: Yeah. We I... What did Mary Steenburgen win an Oscar for? That's my Something in like 1980.
2: Something that I have not seen.
3: I <laughs> gotta check it out. <laughs> yes, She is an Oscar
2: winner, but from a you year know, that I, I was something. not around. So
3: That's incredible. Yeah. I had no idea about yeah. any of that.
2: Yeah.
3: yeah. That's See, crazy. You learn things. The also, our daughter, a couple years ago, got really into the American Girl website. AmericanGirl.com, where they have all these like little games related to American Girl and stuff like that. And one of them was like, "Oh, listen to like Tenzi or whatever her name is. Uh, write a help her write a song." It was essentially like a computer-based version of Guitar Hero mm-hmm. for these little country songs that like one of the dolls sings.
0: <laughs> and they
3: sounded the songs in this reminded me of like American Girl original country. Song. <laughs> On computer. Yeah. I don't know what that means. Okay.
2: I, I feel like I do. Even though I did not play with the American Girl website, I think right. I got it. Yeah.
3: But they're just, like, songs that just ex- Like, there's a whole culture, a whole yep. subculture, a whole, like, universe of music writing that you so rarely, that you just encounter sometimes Mm in your christmas movies or on the american girl website or whatever
4: yeah i also love how the the other uh original song that was written they was the the kids sing for the gala and it was like like oh okay we're gonna write this song and you know what i feel like subject matter wise oklahoma doesn't have like a super famous song
2: that's about it so like (laughs) we should we should cover that territory totally
1: right yeah. And Why like, has no one ever written a song so about this state?
2: What did you guys learn is like the most important thing about Oklahoma based on this song? Yeah.
3: Yeah. yeah it it's was a- like, it just pales in, like, you're going to be compared to the other song about Oklahoma. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it's like, it's like writing a song like about that has the lyrics, my heart will go on or something. And you're like, <laughs> I'm, like you're like, it's not that other, my heart will go on song.
2: <laughs> like you think of all that. of like the, the different oh. Dolly Parton songs of like Christmas in Tennessee. I'm like, Oh, right. they're really specific. They're citing things. What I learned about Oklahoma from this song is that you can fry a lot of food.
3: Oh my god! Like it was yeah. just
2: a list yeah. of different foods that you can fry.
3: <laughs> that was the song. And honestly, by kind of, someone who's never been to Oklahoma and who never like they had no and who has like a child's understanding of what Oklahoma is has essentially my understanding of what Oklahoma is. Like it's it, there was fried no steak. like, specific think, exactly what yeah. you said. Like it's just yeah. I fried guess fried turtle. I, I don't fried, know
2: fried yeah. fried alpaca. <laughs> right.
3: oh. Look, I have notes. All
2: <laughs> right, notes, so now. You're no, oh, no, 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 just... just thinking, well, what else are going to fry tonight, baby? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> so uh, on that note, number two is our special secret family recipe, aside from fried alpaca. Uh, anything else, food-wise, that seemed very specific to these characters in this place? You
3: They're mentioned Jeremy's one earlier. Pan- your pancakes.
2: Uh-huh, Peter pancakes. pancakes.
3: Which was a weird... That was so weird. That scene really... I really bumped on him, like going into their trailer which I was like wait they live in a trailer too <laughs> and then uh and just making them pancakes in the morning and he makes one stack of pancakes I thought so
2: too that bothered me yeah
3: he makes one stack and puts it on a plate and says here are the pancakes for you my two parents <laughs> <laughs>
2: I noticed them. little well, big yeah, Maybe not, he just maybe. only had one plate because, like, it's like that whole tiny living thing. Like you're downsizing. Downsizing yeah. as little as you need. Like, oh, like that, they eat at different times. Yeah. Maybe. Hard yeah. <laughs> uh, let's see. Now, number three is our small business in danger. Which um, I don't know that we really right. No, they never talk know, about music career. Maybe. No, you almost get
4: there with the like the music class situation yeah. where it's like. If they don't win... I, honestly, I, I never quite understood what was happening. It's Same. like, if they don't win the gala,
2: then you can't have music class
4: next year. What? What? <laughs> what? what does
2: that mean? So wait, and at the gala, the check, the oversized check, it was for $5,000. So is that... What is that for? Is that Does that go towards the salary of the teacher that has been allowed to, to, to live there? Is that for...
3: She needed it to get to the iHeartRadio thing for a minute, but then it was like, that wasn't going to go to you. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I was like, we're... once the teaching thing happened, I was like, I have no idea. What <laughs> yes.
2: <laughs> uh, let's see now. Number four is product placement. No, I can't think of any Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Lots of it. Yeah. Uh, yeah. yeah you know?
3: it, I mean, they must have produced this or something. Like it, it's. Yeah. yeah. I, or they must, maybe they're a Warner Media company or i don't know i don't it was just like this is they're they're in the tank for iHeartRadio. radio yeah
2: <laughs> and everly apparently
3: and Everly, whatever yes. that is yeah
1: yes. which may or may not actually exist <laughs> right now
2: We're not
3: find out
2: to number apparently. five um a fan favorite the cloying child uh, <laughs> a lot of these movies if they have children a lot of them don't because again it's a little expensive to film with kids it means you have to be careful about your shooting time <laughs> but when they have kids they are usually the most insufferable child actors you have ever met in your life. And I always try to say, like, not blame the child actors. It's the the choosing of them and the writing yeah. of them and the direction of them. So don't feel bad about making fun of kids. We do it here all the time. Uh,
0: <laughs>
2: there's oh, um, there's a few long. kids in this film. <laughs> yeah. Uh, As we said, it's doing a real, like, School of Rock thing with Completely. these kids. Right. Like, almost uh, verbatim yeah. to where right. I would have sued if I was Mike Waite.
4: Right, exactly. Um, and, like, I don't know, except somehow these kids have, like, zero charm <laughs> <laughs> at all. Like, you've got the main girl who's, like... Baby Tracy Flick. The yeah, the thing I will say about these children is that you've got... The two girls can turn on those tears like, yeah. boom, yeah. they've been trained. Yep. You know what I mean? <laughs> oh, the, that <laughs>
2: little baby Tracy Flick, uh, whose character name was Sarah Hughes, which was an Olympian figure skater for some reason. Um, she, I'm watching her, I'm like, she looks really familiar, and I am I looked her up, I'm like, wow, she's been in, she's like nine. Her IMDb credits are like longer than Mary Steenburgens. That kid is clearly <laughs> like child actor from the get type thing. Um, I, I haven't seen yeah. anything else she was in, but she obviously like, knew her mark, knew her lighting. like she is going to be like playing something with Reese Witherspoon in twenty years, I say right yeah.
3: well that and and that plot point of like that kid who is who becomes essentially the stage manager for right. the, the, the Which is exactly the repl- role rock. for rock. yeah exactly
4: exactly. um, yeah, I
2: don't know. on the two the two the twins who could rap, I
3: was like, <laughs> Rap. In
2: I, I was so excited yeah. um, because again when I watched Stepping into Holiday and this kid shows up who's like the most insufferable little dancer boy I remember I turned to you, I'm like this is the worst child I've ever seen in one of these movies I hope he is in every yes. scene and this movie same thing, these kids showed up And what what was like their line was like, we're twins. We rap. I paused it and I looked at Brandon just like (laughs) with the most eager puppy dog eyes of, I mean, how would you describe my emotions versus your emotions at the introduction of those characters? You
1: were absolutely thrilled. I, at the end, was just thankful. I was like, well, it wasn't as offensive as it could have been. (laughs) I wish them
2: long and storied careers. Uh, There's also (laughs) at the very end when, when it's like the... I think this was just like during the post-credits montage or the credits montage. Like, cause now I guess the other thing was like, Oh now there's a bunch of kids in the music class and it pans right. over and there's all the kids oh, that we've yeah. met. And then there's that little girl who, who, who gives her an apple and right. Oh, yeah. That girl, the little, the girl who lists weird. if teachers like like Cindy, full on Cindy Brady directed Cindy, list. Yeah, yeah. yeah, If teachers Ooh. were apples, we'd pick you. What? What's, what? Yeah.
3: What are you talking about? What? Is it that lying back? It's like, what? This is, what's, that, it wasn't that like good the first time. No, and nowhere. this child
2: came from what? nowhere, too. This wasn't, like, it would have made sense if it was, I think, Rosemary, like, the girl that, like, did kind of need a little bit of support from from another adult figure. But, like, no, this is just, like, some right. little annoying blonde girl who somebody was, like, oh, hey, like, it, it, we need another kid. Hey, like, you you felt like she was, like, a crew member brought their kid to work that day. Yeah. And the director's like, yeah, sure. wait. Right. Wait, she can't say her ass is perfect, I'll take her.
4: <laughs> perfect. Yeah, also, really quickly about that scene where she where she gets pushed into becoming the music teacher, like, he doesn't even tell her what we're doing, what she's doing, he's just like, here, be the music teacher. She's like, what? Um, and then the kids are all like, well, what can you do, lady? And she's like, oh, I'm gonna show you my magic. And she sits down at that piano and she's like, I'm gonna play some
3: Saints, baby! <laughs> What, yeah, ma'am? When
4: the what? Why did you play when the Saints go march? What a weird choice. Yeah. It's well, public
3: that, domain.
2: That, but again, yeah, but like
3: so weird. That was one of those weird moments where you're like, so you decided to spend all this money on this other music. Right. But then then you're essentially doing like uh, camp town races, like at the, <laughs> the, at the I don't know. Like it doesn't uh, cross buns. Right. Yeah. I mean, right. Yeah, exactly. Like,
4: why would you have, like she's trying to impress these kids. Why wouldn't you have her go like, what's your favorite song? Right. And then she plays it, you know, and sings it like that's, well, what's your favorite there. song
2: that we don't have to pay for? Yeah. Right,
4: yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs>
2: exactly. Let's see. Now, number six is a character with a holiday theme name. A lot of times we have Holly's and Eve's and such, but, uh, I don't think there's any Christmas correlation to the name Gail, or Gail, as as they often say. Is that is that a diphthong? Yeah,
1: it's two Do you sounds. say
2: it? as Okay, do you, is, let me ask you a question. This is a source of yeah. contention in our marriage.
1: Speaking of trouble in our marriage. Oh, okay. G-A-I-L.
2: How many syllables is that name? One. Gail.
3: Gail. Yeah, I guess it's one. I want it to be two. Yeah. I yeah. A side well, actually, no, and...
1: Gail, I would say with one syllable. Um, my okay. wife does not believe in diphthongs. I don't,
2: think I don't believe in them. It's that I was um, raised without them.
1: So she does not <laughs> speak in them?
2: Um, or I have to over- To me, you can't say them without over-enunciating. I grew up saying museum and rune. And apparently you're supposed to say museum and poem and ruin. And as I
1: have tried to explain, you do not have to say museum and poem, and ruin. And then how do you say, tell it's two syllables? You simply say ruin, museum, and poem.
2: You mean ruin, museum, poem. <laughs> Speaking Stale. of, uh,
1: we, uh, this is not a therapy Skype session. For, <laughs> for the record.
2: <laughs> but what you don't know is it actually is. Yeah. Uh, Mike and Liza are certified. I had them do so it just is, for today. This is this an, is an intervention. intervention for our marriage. An intervention
1: about diphthongs. Yes.
2: Okay.
0: We
1: are charging.
2: Because uh, cause number seven is finding the perfect tree. We didn't have a perfect tree, and said so we had a perfect phone. So was there right.
1: a tree? We didn't have a tree.
3: No.
4: There was a shot of a tree in, in the town somewhere.
3: Oh, like one of those drone shots. Of yeah, way. yeah, okay. oh. yeah.
2: But like again, no. Christmas and New Year's movie. No, no, no. Same with, like, usually there's, like, the elaborate holiday drinks where somebody's drinking, like, hot chocolate with a gingerbread house on top or, like, a Cosmo that has a complete, like, candy cane castle in it. Nothing. (laughs) Nothing. (laughs) Nothing. (laughs) Nothing. Yeah. Um, And then my my favorite is the empty coffee cup acting, which you see in a lot of these (laughs) movies. Uh, Actors who just haven't done enough work in TV to know that, you know, if you're holding a cup, it's supposed to... Even if it doesn't have weight, you're supposed to pretend it has weight. Um but that was the problem. I feel like in this movie they actually filled their cups and gave it to them. Because unless everybody in the yeah. the movie was that good an actor.
1: I didn't see any of the empty cup act. No. Yeah. Well, I was
4: like there was the one the breakfast scene, the famous pancake scene. Yeah. And I was like the real Yeah. And I was like, I think there's I
2: think there's coffee in those cups or water at oh, least. Okay. Like, I don't know. There but was yes, weight there. to it. Yeah. Um, but yeah. there was empty bad empty box acting. When, um, her, her best friend, uh, who's obsessed with her is like
3: holding oh, yeah. a box
2: awkwardly on the phone. And like, then she just puts her other arm down and is just holding it like with her. Right. So.
3: She's like, he's the only thing. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah.
2: yeah.
4: Well, she's a writer, so
2: she's not. Right. Got the <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. That's it. Uh, let's see. Now actors trying very hard to not actually eat on camera. A lot of times, you know, you might have very food themed movies, but you don't want to keep resetting the food. Um
3: right. nothing or distracted like... me in this one.
2: <laughs> yeah. Or yeah, there's only no. three pancakes, so you can't.
3: Right, exactly. <laughs> yeah. No, I don't remember that. I mean that's every movie though, is like True. watching actor actors like you know, who are obviously very uh, so many or so body conscious, like I we'll mean... also
4: doing a thousand takes. Yep. Exactly. Yes,
3: you know? of course, of course. But just like just trying to pretend it's always fun to watch. That yeah. I mean, it, it
2: really cool. enhances your viewing of anything once you start to look for it.
3: Like especially yeah. like on
2: TV, yeah. like Law and Order, just spend the entire Law and Order episode seeing a character try to avoid eating. Yeah. Right.
3: <laughs> and then the actors like Brad Pitt, who will make sure that they're eating in every scene, which is like really fun to watch. Yes. Because he's like, yeah, this is like my thing. This is my trick to make it look natural or whatever. And I think it works. I don't know.
2: Yeah. You have an Oscar and I don't. So what can we say to that?
3: Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. You and Mary Steenburgen.
2: Yeah. Maybe two one day. (laughs) Let's see now. 11 is our Canadianisms or signs that this was not filmed on location. I meant to look. I don't know where this was actually filmed. You looked and it didn't say.
3: Right? Uh then I looked at the actress's Instagram oh,
2: smart.
3: Um, smart. and it went I went back a little to see if there was any other, I was really curious where they filmed yeah. it. And I was in California. It was in Petaluma, California, okay. I think. I think. Um or maybe that's just a different tag that she put on there or something. But it looked like it was just filmed like outside LA somewhere. Okay, actually. Makes sense. Yeah. It, it and you know it. It definitely didn't seem like. I mean, as as you know, you're avid listeners of DVD Deathmatch. I'm like obsessed with figuring out where stuff is shot, and mm-hmm. like, it's just so. It's so. It's just makes such a difference, and you can just so tell when something's not shot in either the place where it is or like on a soundstage or whatever. Mm-hmm. And and um and you know sometimes for better, sometimes for worse. But but with something like these movies, you know, they're so place-based. They're so, like, yeah. the small town. Right. And they keep fucking saying Oklahoma. And, but <laughs> like, you're not even, and, and again, all they know is that they fry the food or whatever. It just, like, was, it was cuckoo to me. That's all.
4: There was definitely a shot of her, like, walking, she starts to walk home. Oh, yeah. Or back to her van early on in the small town. And she's, like, walking down the street in the small town. I'm like, they're like palm trees.
3: Yeah, you <laughs> like is in that an In-N-Out Burger over one. there? One. Right. <laughs> right. Exactly.
2: Yeah. And then last is our warm weather watch, which we we did go over. We discussed, and it this. is it is definitely there. Just this this idea yeah. of mixed climates.
3: And Oklahoma has to get pretty cold in the winter, right?
2: We were asking, so uh, Brandon's cousin lived in Oklahoma for a few years and she said it could be like, it could be pretty intense swings. Right? Yeah, she
1: said it was pretty intense swings, but yeah. not within the same scene. <laughs> 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 true, within true. Like, like right. everyone, <laughs> everyone sitting together would be experiencing the same temperature. But right. that, yeah. So yeah.
2: Scarlett was the one wearing the winter coat and Scarlett was very skinny and blonde and sad. And I feel like those things make you more prone to being cold. Okay. Oh. <laughs> like, I'm cheery and brunette and chubby and I don't get hot very cold very easily so you know like maybe that's a thing like different okay. body temperature sure uh, yeah. okay yeah, yeah
3: so like,
2: yeah. so that's um, holiday harmony uh tell heavy. me yeah overall do you recommend it do you think if, if this was on your dvd shelf would you would you give it away would you say no we're gonna keep this and <laughs> you know, show the kids uh where did you stand on it in the end
4: oof 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 (laughs) i I have a couple a couple more quick notes about specific things in the movie that I, i bumped on if you will um one, you wouldn't need a ring light on stage. The first scene, she gets up on the stage, and the friend is going to try and sneakily film her. You wouldn't, you wouldn't need to set up a ring. It's a stage; you're lit, so you don't need a <laughs> ring. Okay, uh, uh, great. And then I wrote, "Man, the acoustics in the door frame of this trailer in this parking lot are incredible." Yeah,
0: yeah.
4: <laughs> like, I
2: would like to record a podcast uh, there, please.
4: Right, right, right. Exactly. Um, oh, so so there's a scene. So they so they finally uh, hook up. In her trailer, they both sleep on her tiny bed in her trailer for some reason. Um, and then the next morning, uh, he finds her notebook, and there's, like, a list of pros and cons about leaving her saying stay at the I bottom because says generally so dreamy, whatever. And he, like, smiles, and he's like, oh, my God, me? And I'm like, bruh, she just slept with you. <laughs> and she likes you. Like, had,
1: had you not quite figured out yet that she might be into you? Right.
2: right. Like, that's not a reveal, y'all. By yeah. allowing you
1: to place your penis inside her.
2: I mean, we don't right. see the placement. We don't, like, we're, we're led to believe that they had sex, but we don't know. Maybe they just cuddled. Maybe <laughs> one of them yeah. just pleasured the other, and the other one was like, thank you. I'm going to go to sleep now. We don't, we don't <laughs> know the details. It's TVPG. Okay. Just saying. It's true. It's
4: true. It's true. Um, and then my last note is. Uh, no way she's playing with those nails. The part where she goes to, you know, her dreams are coming true, they put a wig on her, they put her in a short dress, they put ridiculously yeah. long nails on her, and she gets up on a stage and plays the guitar, and I'm like...
2: But wasn't she, she, she having trouble playing the guitar with them? Wasn't that part I'm of it? Like, like, visually she was,
1: but, time, it was, yeah,
4: it was
2: great, so
4: it was flawless, and I was like, mm, no, no, no. <laughs> no. Um, but in conclusion, I'm going to say no, I would not recommend this film.
3: <laughs> yeah, like, I know we got off pretty easy with this, <laughs> with the production value here, but I still didn't I, I was I was not uh, I didn't connect with it. But I will say, I did like the lead actress. Yeah. I thought she was good. Brooke Shields was great. Brooke he was, was great. Peter Pan was great. Even um, the
4: kids were, like, fine. You know what I mean? Like, it feels like if they had gone in either direction of like fully camp, fully obnoxious, Mm -hmm. fully like, like even think about how funny it would have been if they had like acknowledged some of the tropes, like, like, like one of them wearing a winter coat and being like, does it get cold in Oklahoma? Like, (laughs) that would be so funny like addressing that or more money thrown at it so that you have the big insane Christmas number Mm -hmm. Either direction would have been great, but we're stuck in this middle ground of kind of, like, mediocrity.
3: Yeah, very Uncanny Valley to watch. I mean, I just don't have a ton... I don't mean to be like, I only watch good movies. I do not. But, like, uh... But I... I don't have a ton of exposure to this genre, so it felt very, like... This was a weird one, kind of... Like, I'd be curious. I don't... Not that I'm gonna do this, but I'd be curious if you could recommend one Christmas movie in this hallmark Hallmark Christmas movie that just, like, isn't even the best one, but that exemplifies all the trope, like, is, like, the the perfect one to kind of uh, uh, symbolize the entire genre. What would you pick?
2: So I would say I would almost want to go, like, three different routes um, because the ones that jump to mind that perfectly represent the tropes Versus the ones that are in this world that are absolutely pulling most of them, but that are actually good. Right? So, if you wanted the epitome of these movies, I would say, um, oh, it's the Candace Cameron one where uh, she goes to Alaska and she's a doctor and Christmas Undercover. I think it's that. 10 minutes later, I figured it out. Christmas Under Wraps. Not a good movie, but that is the title, Christmas Under Wraps. Um, that's the one that like kind of started me on this in a way because watching that movie was so fascinating to realize like in the next scene she's going to find out that this guy's Santa Claus right and we find out he's Santa Claus (laughs) like every beat of it was so fitting and kind of like shaped these tropes in many ways so that's kind of the one that I would probably say like and that's sort of the, the one that encompasses it but the problem is that that's not a good one There's a few um, that I would recommend that are actually good movies. Uh, Naughty or Nice with Hilary Burton is just pure Christmas movie, except she's really funny. It's got a sharp script. It doesn't just stick to these things. And Santa Claus is real, which is always an important thing to me. It it just makes it so much more entertaining when that's the case. Um, Holly's Holiday is about a woman who uh, a mannequin ends up coming to life and being her boyfriend. But then it's pure Christmas movie, Christmas movie. But yet it's very funny and very weird. Uh, there is one that um, might even make you cry. There's one called The Twelve Dates of Christmas with oh, Zach okay. Morris, uh, whatever that actor's name is, Mark Paul Gostiglady. Mark Paul Yeah. And Amy Smart. And it's a Groundhog Day thing. It's a She's waking up every day and reliving the same day. But along the way, she falls in love with Mark Paul. Uh, but it's actually, again, like... It's hitting all these things. She's a career woman and then realizes maybe I don't want to be a career woman, but yet within it, like sometimes with a real, and a lot of times what I've noticed, it comes down to the actors. If you have the right actors that can still bring something, it can be a watchable good movie. And in that case, these are two like real actors who have chemistry and it works. And then I'll throw one more at you, which we covered this year um, for the other side of it. Cause I know Mike, you were asking for more Christmas horror movies There is one that came out last, or two years ago, it came out in 2020, called Letters to Satan Clause.
3: Oh, boy. It is,
2: and right now it's available via, like, the sci-fi channel, so if you have any form of cable app, you can watch it, and it's rentable on, I think, Fubo, or one of those things, and it is complete, it's a parody, but it is played completely in this uh, and it is hysterical. I mean, you heard me laughing at it. I think I, like, made you come in and watch some of it. Because it really, like, just <laughs> takes all of the tropes and then just does it sideways.
3: I love so, this. Yeah. Letters to Satan Claus. Letters
2: to I'm Satan Claus. <laughs> I guarantee. it's a, Sadly, it is not on DVD. Um, several people right. and I have all yeah. been trying to find it because we're like, I want to own this. I want to watch it every year. But it is not. <laughs> it has not had a release. So, oh um, yeah. But if, if we find it, then you should add it to your DVD collection. Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
3: that's great uh yeah i mean i don't think i don't it was a weird one to watch and also as we said at the beginning so long long. like i feel like that's i feel like you're asking way too much no
2: no i am sorry i am mad when that runtime came (laughs) on i was like shit is it too late to call them and say like guys let's do a 90 minute one because that offended me i was so i was so i mean you're
3: asking too much i mean like the filmmakers it's like
2: yeah
3: there's only so much you can uh, you know... There's
2: a it's, reason it's, it's, why every one of these movies is, is an hour 30. And it's not just because they're made for cable. Because a lot of them aren't. Even the Netflix ones are 90 minutes. They understand yeah, this is not they, something they you need to be on any longer. Now, yeah, it's a
3: social contract of it. Exactly.
2: Um, so a no for you guys. How about you, my love?
3: No, 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 no.
2: <laughs> yeah, I would say... No. I'll throw out, I guess. Um, if you were curious to see the Nomad Land version of a Christmas movie, this is it. Um, yeah,
3: a bit strange. Yeah.
2: yeah. And it is, for me, it was interesting to see a Christmas movie like this as a real movie, um, but also incredibly disappointing because it, it, it's like more and more I find I like the cheaper ones. I don't even, Hallmark isn't even right. fun anymore because there's something about them that's very polished. And the scrappier ones are just more entertaining because you can feel like them cramming the filming in. And this one felt sprawling, but not in an interesting way.
3: Yeah. Yeah, so. totally. That's exactly like how it felt. It's like, I want to see, if I'm going to watch one of these, I want to see like the real shit. Yeah. Like, you know what I mean? Like the real, like we I no money. I want people
2: drinking fancy hot cocoa, but not actually drinking what? it. Damn it. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah,
3: exactly. Yeah. Like, and I don't want this like kind of like mason jar version of it. No, I don't no. know. It was very, yeah. I'm with but, yeah. All
2: right. So, where can the people uh, find DVD Deathmatch and uh, your upcoming episode on the special edition Blu- Blu-ray release of Holiday Harmony? <laughs> <laughs> well, listen, we're DVD Deathmatch in
4: all the places. We got, this, so we got the Twitter, we got the Gmail, we got the World Wide Web.
3: <laughs> um, yeah, it's DVD Deathmatch, it's on Spotify, it's on Apple, and uh, it's fun. We just did an episode about a Charlie Brown Christmas and Boogie Nights. No, we just did an episode about something else. It was Bad Santa, Bad
4: Santa and Santa, Charlie Brown
3: Christmas. And Charlie Brown Christmas, that's yeah, right. that's what it was. Um, and then our next episode is going to be The Object of My Affection versus uh, In Bruges. In Bruges. <laughs> right. Yes. <laughs> So that'll be fun. Um, and it's it's really fun. It's a fun little thing. And also you could just catch up from the beginning. It's true. It's been going on for years now. Yeah. It's very goofy.
4: That was We just posted episode 87, so it's a lot of yeah.
1: episodes. Exactly. And I can personally testify uh, that it is a delightful listen.
2: Agreed. Oh, each you, each so and week. every week,
1: so sweet. Each and every week, I know you are dear friends of mine, and I love you both very much. But I still find your podcast <laughs> entertaining. So, we love you too.
0: Admitted, admittedly,
1: I am not an unbiased opinion, but I still.
0: <laughs> I, I enjoy it deeply.
2: It. It's a wonderful time, and again, I, it's I always love because there's obviously like millions of movie podcasts out there, uh, and it's you know not just the hook of like oh different types of movies, but. It's just a, you know, you are two people who are doing a podcast who are different from a lot of other people doing podcasts. And I think having a a married couple who are parents who have different views on some things just from that and are also cool, funny, interesting, smart people uh, who talk about a variety of things in such a way that sometimes I won't know the movie and I'll listen anyway and have a good time, so... I recommend oh God. God. Cry, that was so sweet oh, you. well you know it's Christmas and all if you can't be honest then when can you be
0: so on that note
2: I guess we'll all uh, cram into uh, which? We're, are we taking the van or are we taking the mobile home for our pancake breakfast
0: hashtag this is
2: hashtag van life hashtag
0: and we're out of life. here oh. When the wind comes sweeping down the plain, and the waving wheat can sure smell sweet when the wind comes right behind the rain. Oh, Loma, every night my honey lamina I sit alone and talk and watch a hawk making lazy circles in the sky. We know we belong to the land. And the land we belong to is grand. And when we say, Yo! I am I OPA! We're only saying you're doing fine, Oklahoma! Oklahoma!